amazing fast, bro. <laughs> Two hundred another episode of the Unleashing the Future of Work series. And today on the podcast, I am talking with my brother man, John Marty. Brother and man. I mean, a lot going on in the world right now. So first of all, we we truly want to, you know, give our respects and love to anyone who is currently you know, uh, in, in anywhere Work. in the world, Series. who has a family member, a friend, you know, but I mean, even just anyone within your community um, from this COVID-19 um, issue that we're seeing happening in the world, you know, our heart goes out to to you wherever you are. You know, it's incredibly yeah. tough right now in the world going on. And I'm actually currently at home spending time with family myself and it's, be, it's because I realized, you know, right now, you know, all we have is our community. So I actually had to make this trek back home just so I could be with my family and you know, focus on the things that matter. John, what are your thoughts? Yeah, man, it's it's nuts. I, uh, I mean, we've never experienced anything like this before. I, I've been keeping up with a lot of the articles, you know, news stories, things that are happening, and I'm I'm trying to kind of look at everything through the lens of practicality. Um, you know, because I think there's I think there's like with any scenario, you have like differing opinions and those opinions can sway all the way to one side or all the way to the other right and so i try to say like is my opinion that i have about this scenario rooted in fact in data in science um is it is it all the way on the fear side of things like what is really going on you know and so um but it's it is crazy right like the I just read an article today that um, that the jobless rate is expected to be thirty percent in the next nine months, right? And that, and then I was looking at the Great Depression, and I was like, well, what is the job jobless rate from the Great Depression? And a lot of people say that it was roughly twenty five percent. But what's fascinating about the Great Depression was that that's twenty five percent of the U.S. economy, mm. right? We're looking at a worldwide jobless rate right yeah. now and a worldwide supply chain shut down. And I think that's the biggest thing. And, and, and although this COVID-19 thing is, is, is affecting, you know, the, the mortality rate is between two and 4%, like we get differing mm. rates. Right. And so let's say it's on the high side, 4%. Mm. Um, well, that, that's still going to affect globally, potentially 50 to hundred million people. Yeah, you know, uh, and so it's um it's a huge deal, um, you know, and, and and it's more of a huge deal on the strain of our of our um, healthcare system, right? Because those four percent of people, like you have hospitals and you have capacity rates at hospitals that are planned, and they're not planned for pandemics. They're not planned for surges that are thirty percent above their capacity. They just every yeah. year they think, hey, here's our capacity. This is what we're planning for. Here's the supplies we're buying, and it's just kind of a normal rate of capacity and and, and supply. And now you have this like massive, you know, kind of curve of inflow that nobody was expected in the hospital systems. And so you have supply chains trying to figure out, well, how do we create masks? How do we create ventilators? How do we create all these things that we need that we didn't plan for, that none of the supply chain planned for? At all. At yeah. all. I mean, we're and seeing think, Amazon yeah. boost their supply chain capacity by yeah. more seasonal workers, similar to Walmart as well. I yeah. think for me, man, it's been fascinating, you know, just witnessing everything that's going on. Because I think early on, you know, uh, in the U.S. particularly, we didn't take it seriously enough. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But now I think we are taking it seriously. And, you know, what I really enjoyed is the governments and technology companies such as Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, Google, yeah. everyone yeah. Is, is really banding together. Yeah. A, you know, almost as a, as a community to yeah. Yeah. right the wrongs, right? Uh, our lack of preparation. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things for me, man, that, that actually, you know, when I found out that Kevin Durant had COVID-19. I know, man. I know. I saw that. Home for, for me, right? Because yeah. I, I, like, I, I like watching basketball here and there. And yeah, yeah. The, 
is a pretty prominent athlete. But it's I think one thing that we we need to realize is that anyone can be effective if yeah. we're not practicing. You know what I what I, I don't like to call it social distancing, but like yeah. us staying home, like stay home right. Now, right. So, yeah. so for yeah. all of you who who are listening, stay home. Right. That's the best yeah. thing we can do for others to make sure that we don't we don't act as carriers or we don't get we don't receive. Right. Yeah. So stay home. Yeah. 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 It's really crazy, man. I was reading this article last night. Um, I'll pull it up, and it's just like some pretty sobering stats. And I think. You know, um, it was it was an article in The Hill and it was saying, you know, if you're like most Americans, the answer, let's see, uh, how long could you sustain your household if you mm -hmm. were to stop earning income? Um, and it says if you're like most Americans, the answer is not is not for long. Only 40 percent of Americans can afford um, uh, can afford an unexpected one thousand dollar expense with their savings. Yeah. And nearly 80% of workers are living paycheck to paycheck, 80%, right? Mm -hmm. And there was another, there was another stat. It was like some, something along the lines of like 80% of people who make over $150,000 a year are also living paycheck to paycheck, yeah. right? So um, it's, it's going to kind of create this course correction for people yeah. over the next five years and movements towards simplicity. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know? And so, you know, for everyone that's watching and listening right now on the Unleashing the Future of Work community, please give us a shout out. Where are you listening and tuning in from? Show us some love. Let us know where you're at. Let us know that you're safe. We want to yeah. show you some love and comments. You know, and I think, you know, what we want to talk about today because it's so prominent and important due to the fact that the world is changing, right? Yeah. You know, due to this pandemic. And I think what's, what's, what's on John and I's heart to discuss today is the fact that now more than ever, do you all need personal brands, right? Yeah. Now more than ever, do you all need to be in a position where you are guiding your career? And more importantly, you are putting yourself out there because here's here's what we, we have to, here's the truth. There is no, the only way companies are going to be hiring from now on is probably more than likely going to be remotely, right? No one can even go to an interview in person, mm -mm. right? No one can go to a networking event. Mm -hmm. Right. Everyone, the entire world is currently on shutdown. And what, what this causes is that your online personal brand, how you network online mm -hmm. or relationships, whether it be through social media or your website or your Internet business. Now oh. it's more important than ever, man. So true, man. It's now more important than ever. In fact, that's all most people have. Right. Who yeah. That's all you to. can lean on. That's all you can lean on, right? So yeah. Pili from Columbus, Ohio is saying, I love listening to you guys. I love bringing your, your info back into the workplace. Uh -huh. Bro, thank you, Pili. We love you too. Yeah, thank Bro, you. I'm in Dallas, Texas, and we will be going on lockdown tonight, 11.59 p.m. To Man, that's crazy. April 3rd. Love you. Saying, listening from New Jersey while I am at home working on my classes online. Go, Jason. Keep doing yeah. it. Yeah, Jason. Take advantage of that take home, uh, that work from home. Uh, uh, benefit, right? Yeah, that's right. It has been great that the educational technology companies offered free educational resources. Shout out to you, Kimberly. That's so true. Google has done it, and Facebook has done it even for their uh, Facebook education division. Yeah, I'm saying, okay, I'm not gonna. Oh, never mind. Sean isn't saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that said, thank y'all for showing love, everyone. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that everyone's safe. Shout out to Betty from Chicago. Lockdown, but not knocked down. Oh, I love that. I love that. But, you know, John, right? Personal branding. It's now more important than ever. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I've been saying this for a long time, and it, it was it – was, I, I think for me the, the thing that spurred me mm -hmm. wanting to create a personal brand was – when I was jobless a couple years ago yeah. and I kind of like, I just went through the pain of that for a long time and, and it went through the psychological pain of that for a mm -hmm. while, like kind of like, well, if I don't have a job, like who am I? All that stuff. Right. Like, and I think that's a lot of things that people are going to go through now. People have gone through in the past. Like everybody's kind of faced those situations throughout pieces of their career. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've been saying for years, like you, you, you have to kind of take your life into your own hands. Mm. You can't rely on your employer. Like I work for Amazon. I'm thankful that I work for Amazon because the stock mm. is, the stock is still doing well given the economic circumstances. Right. But it, it, it could have just as easily gone the other way. And, um, 
And if it did and I lost my job, like I have other things that I can rely on. Like, you know, and, and I think, you know, I, I was at American express in the past and we had all these contractors that used to work for us. And one day they were just all let go. And it, they, they were all let go during Christmas time, right? So all these people were just out on the streets, right? And this happens at a lot of companies. And then the problem is then the stigma of getting hired becomes recruiters looking at you saying actively seeking, and they think inherently that it's your fault. And that's, yeah. what's, that's what's so messed up, right? Because people think it's your fault and it's not your fault 99% of the time. It's not because of the, you know, not having quality of work. It's because of a reorg or some new boss or some crazy situation that happened at work or COVID-19, yeah. right? <clears throat> and so I think, I think the mentality is also going to change for people who are at, you know, for, for recruiters who see people that are actively seeking. I don't mm-hmm. think that stigma will exist um, you know, in, in years to come. So I think that's a, that's a benefit when people are looking for jobs. It's like, oh, it very well could have been because of the economic turndown, yeah. you know, but then you have to rely on the social media and the things that you put out and the things that we preach so much. It's like, who is your brand outside of work? Yeah. Right. Can, do you have other sources of income that you can rely on? Um, because there is, I don't think there's any safety net uh, people are starting to realize that now there is no safety net. You could be fired tomorrow at any job, anywhere. Mm. You know, my boy, Mike Gates is saying, I feel like I've been beating this drum, which is why the three of us know each other. Yeah. I realized I was vulnerable. I saw this coming. I told my friends to get on LinkedIn, yeah. build in and take control. Maybe crazy told me I was crazy. Now nah, I just look smart. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Mike. That's right, man. <laughs> that's that's right. right, man. And, you know, shout out to you. Like you're doing that, man. Your brand, your brand is huge, and you know, yeah, man. Taking off since since you really invested in it. Yeah. You know, Curtis saying, "Hey guys, all the way from Malta, EU here, healthy and doing well. Yay, we're happy to hear that, Kurt. Yeah. All I see right now is opportunity. I love that. There's going to be a lot of change and a lot of opportunity in the coming weeks and months. I, I completely agree, Kurt. In yeah. fact, we made a post on LinkedIn early this uh, last week, I believe, and I was I, I kind of listed out some of the emerging products and services." That yeah. blow up because um, this global pandemic pandemic, and I encouraged anyone who's looking for a job right now. Think about, you know, one, one, building your personal brand, right? Make sure, making sure you're becoming a thought leader through content creation. But also think about emerging industries that will now be on the up and up due yeah. to the pandemic. Yeah. So I'm thinking electrical vehicles. I'm thinking AR and VR training. I'm thinking e-learning. Shout out to our team at Guide. We're building an e-learning product called Guide, a life skills training app for high school students, mm. right? I'm thinking, you know, telehealth, telemedicine, telefitness, right? Mm. Now that everyone's working from home, from right? Like now we, now yeah. we, now we have right. caretakers, yeah, moms and, and, and dads who are saying, you know, since I, I don't have time to go to a gym due to the to the band- pandemic, I'm going to bring my weights to my home office or my home fitness area. And and, and now you're seeing yeah. actually new behaviors emerging and people being comfortable working from home and, you know, taking care of their bodies and their minds from home. So, you know, I'm really excited yeah. for I believe I believe there, there there's been good and bad um, with this pandemic. The good is that it brought us together. Right. Yeah. I think it's forcing it's a it's been a triggering function for people to start investing in their personal brand yeah. and, and, and personal brand capital. Yeah. And I think the 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 bad is the fact that one, it needed this for us to come together, I think, as a world. That's mm-hmm. I think that, that saddens me. Uh, in addition, I think the bad is that you know we're seeing how we weren't prepared for yeah. something such as this. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because I was the other just like the other day, I was visiting a foster home with my dad. My dad's a social worker for some for some of you who don't know. And you know, he works with, you know, kids who have come from low income backgrounds. They were abused and um, you know, they 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 were they got addicted to substance abuse at the age of seven, right? Yeah. We go to this foster home and you know, I was talking to these kids and you know, they were just telling me all of the their hopes and dreams and you know, I was telling them a little bit about our company guide that my co-founders and I built. And, you know, I asked them, you know, who do y'all want to become when y'all grow up? Right? They told me we want to be firefighters. 
You know, I want to be a mechanical engineer. Mm. And, you know, initially I was thinking to, to myself, you know, these jobs may not even be around in the next 10 years, right? Mm. And more importantly, how we how we preparing, you know, these students who will be our future, especially in this time of a pandemic, to, you know, be employed in jobs that don't yet exist, right? Yeah. Because they gave, you know, they 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 gave me these these kind of like mundane jobs. They think that that it's still going to be around. Yeah. But you know, one of the things that this pandemic has taught me is that one, what's going to happen is that we're going to see a new, um, we're going to see a lot of new job creation, right? And and um, and and I think in every industry, yeah. And I think a lot of companies are going to start being more operationally focused on distributed teams and making sure everyone is decentralized and encouraging remote work and yeah. leveraging technology to automate a lot of their processes. And yeah. what that's going to cause, I believe, people to do, you know, back to our topic of focus, is invest in their own personal brands so they, one, they can work maybe for multiple companies from yeah. home, right? Yeah. Because I think that is the future, right? So you can work for Microsoft, the Amazon, well, their competitors, a Microsoft yeah. or a Microsoft non-competitor. Right, right, right. right from the comfort of your own home, but also work on your own side business, right? Yeah. A lot of what, what I'm what I'm seeing that's good about this, um, what, what we're seeing right now in the pandemic is that it's causing us to think differently about our job economy, the market, and how we can empower people to succeed in the future with multiple streams of income, not yeah. just relying on one. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a that's going to be a critical concern for most people, right? How do they how do they do that? And then also from a from a life standpoint, like is it worth it for me to have a massive mortgage? Is it worth it for me to do this or that? Like people are going to be people are yeah. going to be fearful, right? Um, you know, living well beyond your means. Yeah. Um you know, even like last year I moved into, I'm, I'm really thankful that I moved from Seattle to Denver and, you know, I post a lot of content about like trying to live simply. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a very small house in, in, in Denver. We pay very little for our living expenses. And when this whole thing hit, I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm not like stressed out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I think, and I think, you know, if we were in Seattle, we would be a totally different scenario because our our, our rent in Seattle was like over two times what it is here, you yeah. know. Um, and it's just very, it's very difficult. But the, but the problem also in the United States is like, well, how do you, in a lot of ways, like how do you reduce your expenses? Like if you're if you're if your yeah. mortgage or your rent costs are so high anyway, to live in a city that has those jobs, like there's there's all kinds of things. Um, but th- there are still things that we can cut out of our expenses, these non-essential things that we really don't need. Uh, and I think people are going to start assessing those things pretty heavily in, in coming weeks and coming months. Yeah. And, you know, what, what John and I have been working on, we, so we're actually on second to big tech course, break into big tech, where we support yeah. people who want to get into tech or maybe even find remote job opportunities in the tech industry. Yeah, Exactly. Well, they're all going to be remote. They're all remote now. We're all right? remote now, right? Yep, we're all remote yeah, now. Yeah. I think, but I think there's still people who aren't unfulfilled in their jobs, and they they want to change. And you know, John and I have been working with our first student cohort who has who have loved our course. We shared a little bit about it on LinkedIn, and we're actually going to yeah. be opening up our second cohort soon. So check out our breakintobigtech.com website, breakintobigtech.com. Yeah, you know, we just updated it with we just updated it with all the. Uh, testimonials from our current cohort. Yep. And we don't, John and I don't do pre recorded content. We do live content, yeah, yeah. active engagement. It's like sitting in a class. Yeah. You yeah. Know, we offer you a supportive community, you know, the in, entire end to end experience of what you deserve and, and what will help you get um, get into breaking to big tech. And if you check out our website, you'll actually see testimonials as well. Yeah. And, you know, so definitely check out the breakintobigtech.com website. It's on your screen. And we'll make sure to add it in the comments below yeah. as well. So, so, John, you know, what do you think, you know, everyone that's a remote worker right now, which is everyone listening, what do you think they need to start doing to, I guess, level up in terms of personal branding? And before you say that, I want to show love to our awesome community. Sarah, yeah, yeah. we need our ISPs to stop throttling our internet connection. Oh, my we God. Need- for real. We need net-, net neutrality more than ever. How about low-income people being left behind? Great points. 
Yeah. Sarah, Betty saying flex jobs. I was interested in working from home exclusively once upon a career transition. I think this site flexjobs.com still offers opportunities. Shout out to you, Betty, for sharing that resource. Yeah. Kimberly saying, I'm interested in searching for tech up tech opportunities. If you are interested, Kimberly, check out our breakintobigtech.com course. We would love to support you in that journey. Yeah. Xavier is saying, hello, Jonathan. Hello, Xavier. What's up? How you doing, brother? And Jesutuni is saying, always enjoy Hot Thoughts Monteron in this show. Thank you, Jesutuni from Lagos, Nigeria. We appreciate you, man. Yeah, thank you, man. In the fintech industry. Our boy, Mike Yates, he's launching a sneaker line in a few weeks called Black. So oh. shout out to Mike. If you're interested in his sneaker line, he is our co-founder at Guy, and he's one of the top leaders in the education tech space. Check That's out awesome, the line, which is coming out in a few weeks, called Black. Yeah. You got your, <laughs> YouTube, got your YouTube channel coming too, Mike. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mike is a huge side of the slit. Yeah, out. I love that. So next up, you know, so as I was saying, John, what, how do, how do our people, how does our community level up in terms of their personal branding? And if you're loving this content, if you're loving our live stream, please share it to your network, everyone. But John, what are your thoughts, man? Yeah. I mean, as, as far as leveling up goes, man, I think, I think you just have to understand uh, and take time to understand what direction you want to take in your life, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think people kind of let life just take them wherever. Mm. Um, and they don't, they don't take control of it. They don't look at it as a work back plan. They don't think, well, like, how am I going to, how am I going to achieve this result? And it's, it's easy to find people who you admire and then understand what their backgrounds are and create a work back plan from people that you admire, you know? And so I think when people are thinking about upgrading their personal brand, it's like, well, well who do you want to be and why do you want, and why do you want to be it? Um, you know, it's like the the resources are out there, and that, I think that's what's why it's so important for so many people to create personal brands and to create content because it leaves yeah. art it leaves artifacts for others as breadcrumbs for others to say, oh well, this is how that person thought, yeah. this is how they got to where they got, and and then I could say, well, if I want to be that person, then I can do the same. Yeah, yeah, you know, and. It, man, I, it's funny because a, a lot of people over overthink their personal brands. Right? Yeah, yeah. For example, you know, I'll, I'll use our, our boy Mike Gates, who's you know one one of the top leaders in education right now. Mike, when he actually started, because we know Mike personally, Mike actually started building his personal brand literally just through the grunt of creating content, just yeah, yeah, putting yeah. it out there. There was no educators on LinkedIn oh. sharing content, and Mike literally, I I actually found out about Mike. Through content creation, yeah, putting himself out there because I was like, "Who is this guy?" Like he, yeah, yeah, so much about education tech. And at that time, you know, our other co-founder Taban and I, we were we were looking for you know another co-founder to help us build this company. Yeah, but we didn't necessarily the way Mike did. So we literally found out about him just through active community building and content yeah. creation. We were like, "We yeah. have to talk to this guy, right?" Because he had he's an expert at something that we are not. We're not an expert at, but we know he can support us. So yeah. I think what people don't realize is that, and this is a teacher, right? How many teachers do you know on LinkedIn who have really great personal brands? Yeah, who are doing TED Talks. Who, who, I mean, yeah. Yeah, who have done TED Talks. very few. But Mike said, look, I have an opportunity to position myself in a really great way because there's not a lot of people on LinkedIn like me. No. And I think a lot of you all, like, like similar to Mike, listening right now in our community, you yeah. probably think, man, I'm just a support engineer. I'm just, uh, I'm just in cybersecurity, right? Yeah. I'm a teacher, but yeah. you know, you have to understand you, you're more than that. Yeah, yeah. We preach that a lot in our break into big tech course. Actually, one of the one of the most interesting things from our first cohort of forty students was that there's this kind of underlying. There's a lot of underlying language that people use, both in their written and um, you know, on their resumes, on their LinkedIn profiles, um, in the way that they've even written their um, interview answers that we're gonna go over tonight. Mm -hmm. It's like there's this underlying lack of belief in themselves. And I don't know where that comes from. Like, wh why is it so universal? Yeah. Um, it's kind of this plague. And what's, what's really fascinating too, is like as soon as we started the group chat, then people started feeling empowered to like be more. Yeah. 
just yeah. because they had a community. And it's really interesting. Like, well, why, why isn't that community fostered early on in life? Like why, why, why is there such a lack of belief? Well, uh, I'll, tell why. I'll tell you why. Man. Why? Tell me why. Corporate America is brutal to people who Bro. have personal brand. It's but is it, but is it before that though, man? Like, is it school that does that? Cause yeah, yeah. Corporate America screw you up. Oh, definitely. School definitely does that to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. school definitely does. i think school like you know you know we've gone on the record and, and that said this many times school has failed everyone in corporate america because it, it gives you this very supply chain model to education mm-hmm. and, and and the workforce when really when you get into the the real world as we all often refer to it as yeah. life is more about your hustle your work ethic your grind how you build relationships yeah teams, you know, how you listen, all of the life skills that yeah. are being taught in, 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 in universities or even high schools for that matter. Yeah, so often, what, what's being taught is that we need to grade you more. We need to stack rank you and have you compete with other students, right? Yeah. We need to tell you you're not good enough and give you standardized testing to reinforce that, right? All yeah, of yeah. don't and work. That fa- and that failure is bad. Like, you know, it's crazy, man. That that's the biggest one. I think that, you know? that failure is bad. It's like, well, you know, I mean, ninety nine percent of most ventures that you and I try and that yeah. Mike tries, that anybody tries, fails, and then you learn from it, and yeah. then you don't you don't beat yourself up over it. But but no. if but if and I, you know, I use this example of like my kids skateboarding, like because we homeschool our kid, and um, and we have been homeschooling our kid this year. My wife has been, and um. He gets homeschooled for two hours a day, and it's it's funny. Like the curriculum that he has is more. Um, he actually has more curriculum in his two hours than he normally would in an eight-hour day at school. And then he spends the rest of the day doing what he wants to do, which is skateboard. And so he goes and learns skateboarding, and he's like struggling through that experience. And if you were to apply skateboarding through the lens of failure that you're taught in school, he would be like. I'm a failure because I just missed this thing or I just, I just fell on my, uh, I fell on the ground. So I am now a failure, right? As opposed to just being like, oh, I have to do this like 5,000 times and then maybe I'll land it. Right. Like that, that's, that's the approach for life. Like I have to do this thing 5,000 times. And then after a while I'll figure it out and I'll, I'll train my mental muscle to, you know, to, to learn, right? Like I learn through pressure testing. I learn through failure. I learn through struggle, um, as opposed to just being like, "Well, I got a, I got a failing grade in school, yeah. so I'm, I'm a damn failure." You know, I'll tell you as, you know, as a CEO for one of the top startups in the world right now, guy, we fail every single day. Oh, right? bro. Every you know, day. It's always a learning lesson when we're pitching investors, when we're, when we're, we're. we're we're working with partners and we're doing our business model. It's like, we're always learning. Everything is iterative. Like we don't just yeah. figure it out the first time yeah. we have to iterate. And you know, one of the things I love about my role is that I work with two of the, the smartest people in the world and, uh, and Mike and Taban, yeah. uh, who are, are, are my co-founders. And, you know, I'm just always listening and learning. And I think, you know, what, what high schools and, and schools need to do is encouraging learning and failure, right? Because I think yeah. when you come to a yeah. complex work environment, whether it be global pandemic or not, I think the yeah. work only continue to get more complex and, yeah. and distributed. We need to encourage more intrinsic motivation, right? Mm. Or self-motivation, more team collaboration. And, you know, if, if schools aren't ready to prepare, aren't prepared to make those changes, we're going to see a lot of uh, um, people who aren't ready for the workforce. So really- yeah show love to our awesome community tom is saying you know hudson his friend and him are always huge fans of our work and they continue to share our work with their network thank you oh, that's tom. awesome thank you tom and hudson yeah bb saying you guys are awesome Iman, she was like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. what's up i meant you so sabrina is saying yes so mike found his niche in his unique value proposition and built an amazing round about it he sure did man. he, he sure, sure did. did yeah mike is like thanks for the love guys he's definitely going to be sending some people to our break into big tech.com course once again if you're interested yeah, sure. in tech and finding a fulfilling job remote or not remote we got yeah. you our break into big tech has been incredibly successful 
Check out our website, breakintobigtech.com to learn more. And yeah. we have some of our students who are watching right now yeah. speak to how amazing the course has been. Sabrina is talking about, I think imposter syndrome comes from corporate and social conditioning. Mm. Woo! I do, yeah. What do you think about that, Mike? I'm sorry. What do you think about that? Yeah. What do you think about that, Mike? I got like, on the podcast with us, right? <laughs> man, the imposter syndrome, man. Yeah. I think we all yeah. feel it, dude. I think yeah. we come we come at it from a position of like not realizing that other people are human too. Yeah. We just like we're so heavily focused on like our own fear mm. about like being found out or whatever, you know? Yeah. And then we realize like everybody feels the same way. Everybody feels the exact same way. Like everybody is nervous to get the new job. Everybody is nervous to create a personal brand. Everybody is nervous to share a story. Like that's just that's just life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like we're all human. And um, yeah, I mean, imposter syndrome is so crazy. Why why do we why do we why do we feel that way? Like I felt it joining Amazon. Like I felt it joining American Express. Like I felt yeah. it starting my company. Like I just, I, I, you know, um, how, do you, how do you how do you combat imposter syndrome, John? Especially if you want to build your personal brand, because I think a lot of people are afraid to beat their chest, right? And yeah, and, yeah, great at this. No yeah. one's better than me at this. Yeah. And if they are, then we're just as good. Like right, like people. Yeah. To, to be confident to sell themselves, I've I've seen it. Yeah, I was like that once, but now I'm more comfortable selling myself because I understand my value proposition. But how do how do people combat that, John? I mean, I don't know, man. Like one one of one of our students, Tony, you know, he he was writing a a post about uh, career advice. Yeah, yeah. And he even wrote in the group chat, he was like, "Man, I feel like an imposter here." Yeah, you know. And I'm like, "Bro, you're a CTO, (laughs) and you feel like an imposter." That is so crazy, but I think you combat it. You combat it first by creating a community, and that's what we've done with Breaking the Big Tech, right? Because like each person in there is supporting each other, and when they feel that support, then that reduces that kind of anxiety that other people are not going to have their back. You know, like even before social distancing, you know, we don't we don't foster a deep sense of community with people. It's kind of like every man for themselves, yeah. you know? Um, and I think when you, it's hard to find a community, like, well, how do I build one? How do I create a group? Yeah. Um, so I think there's, there's like difficulty in that process as well. You know, like when we, like you, you find that, you find that group a little bit in school, but then when you mm-hmm. leave school, it's like, you're just an individual, you're no longer like in a community. Um, and so that, that makes it difficult, but I think you combat it by first building up like step one, like find that group, right? Like find your peer group as hard as it might be, you know, go on social media and be like, Hey, I'm looking for a group. I'm looking for some people that I can band together with to create content, to share ideas. Um, and when you start doing it, you build more conviction for like what you you're thinking kind of unlocking your mind a little bit and build up yeah. conviction for what you're thinking. And, and I think when you do that too, you, um, then you, you start to not care as much about what other people think because you have a community. Mm. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. That's, that's my thoughts on that. So, so you think community is one way to combat imposter syndrome. So surrounding yourself around like-minded individuals yeah. who motivate you. You know, man. I, you know, I, that's powerful, right? Because you know, in 2017 was was when I started and you know founded the the mentors and mentees, uh, a yeah. guy. Yeah. And, and you know that has changed my life in tremendous ways. You know, yeah. we have members of our community who have, you know, worked with top companies like Google, Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, and they all have contributed their success to the support, mentorship, and, you know, engagement that they receive from mentors and mentees. And, you know, I think that there's this quote that uh, a rising boat lifts all ships. Yeah, right, man. Yeah, that's right. And the rising tide, the rising tide tide lifts all ships. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. I think we need we need more people understanding that collectively we're stronger together than you know than apart or isolated, right? Yeah. I think that, that's where Ubuntu comes in. Um, and I think that's why you know this what's going on with COVID nineteen has, has truly been sad for me seeing it all and the fact that it, it's almost like people are we're 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 
people are banding together in terms of the efforts that we're doing to combat this virus. But, you know, the fact that people are isolated um, has saddened me. But I'm so yeah. thankful for those who are looking for community, right? Yeah, yeah. Not breaking to big tech cores, those who are engaging, those who are supporting each other, those who are, are volunteering, right, for people who are, you know, calling suicide hotlines and, and yeah. really collectively uprising due, um, due to our difficulties. And yeah. I want to show love to our, our comments and our audience. Martita is saying, when I when it, where where imposter syndrome started for me was my parents and the guilt of religion also failing not an option. Martita, we're so happy that you combated that and you're yeah. a successful angel investor and diversity, equity, and inclusion advocate now. Yeah. That is saying education and industry are severely disconnected. We are failing our youth. Mm. All right, Betty, and I'm happy that we are doing something about it. You are doing something about it as an innovation program manager for one of the top schools in Chicago. Shout out to you, Betty. Mike is saying, so glad to hear you homeschool your kids, John. I love that freaking model. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can model you, John. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome, man. And Taylor's saying, will the full live be available after the interview? Absolutely, Taylor. Yeah, absolutely, Taylor. Available on LinkedIn Live, as on my profile, as well as on Spotify and Apple. Mm -hmm. So Peter is saying, you know, it's the fear of failure and associated consequence that drives imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. If the consequence of failing were positive and celebrated, people would feel safer to take risks. Yeah, but and, you know what's you know what's so crazy? You know what's so crazy about students, man? So you go through like I think mm -hmm. where the imposter syndrome starts is well, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of ways it starts, but one of the fascinating things is like you go through school yeah. for 20 years, and then you say to yourself, I can't find a job because I don't have the skills. Mm. How is that? Po like, it's actually comical. <laughs> it's comical to think that we spend 20 years in school or 18, we know, 17 years in school. longer than that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, that's oh yeah. Oh, that's a whole different topic. Yeah. That is insanity. Um, but yeah, you spend all this time in school and then like you go to the workforce and you have zero skills. Mm. zero so you go into your first job and you're like well how am i even going to deliver as opposed to being like i've i've hyper focused on something for one or two years yeah. and i know I, I believe right like you you've learned what you need to succeed yeah. and so you start believing in yourself um it, it's it's fascinating man yeah. how we how we go through a, a school model that's purely theoretical yeah. um and we have nothing tangible to offer um, but then, you, you know, the, the, but then the people that you see who are hyper successful either dropped out of school, um, or when they did leave school, they, they spent like 15 years yeah. in one track. Wow. They had a, they, they, they one track themselves, you yeah. know, they, they learned all the nuances, the ins and outs, the everything. And then, you know, after 15 years, 20 years, you're like, Oh damn, they're really successful now because yeah. they just they just went all in. And you see that with somebody who is a, a sports star, right? Like Durant, right? You see him, he's gone all in on basketball because that's his thing, right? That's and he true. became a, a, a pro. Whether yeah. we should we should be we should be changing the model around. Like students are like, well, I don't know what I want to be. And they 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 start saying this until like after they're 20. But inherently, yeah, there there are things that I see in my kid right now that I know he's good at. Yeah, like and I know are, he doesn't what like. Those, John? What are they? What's that? What are they? I know because you have some parents with kids watching and, and you know listening. You know, how, what are the things that you see in, in little John that you know yeah. you great at? Well, you just like pick up little nuances. Like you, you yeah. pick up like, like for example, reading and comprehension, like just if, as far as like that skill set, he absolutely loves it. He loves consuming knowledge. Yeah. Love it. But like he, he seems to get like mentally tired when it comes to like mm -hmm. math problems, math problems, you know? And so there's, there's nuances already at six years old that you see, you're like, oh, he, he, he loves doing this. He's energized by doing this. Um, he's really inquisitive with this, but not with that. Mm -hmm. um, and so why don't we, I, I think we've created the system in our education system where we make kids believe that they shouldn't focus, that they yeah. should be 
a little of everything, but yet the most successful people in the world have become hyper-focused on one thing, yeah. um, you know, and, and the earlier you do it, the better. And I think that I, I think because they use that one thing to diversify. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's really fascinating, man. You know, I mean, um, the best people in every, in every industry, you know, you see that they've, they've just stuck with it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And and there's no grass. And like the grass is greener thing too, right? Like you get get caught up into that mentality that like the grass is always greener. So you're like, yeah. oh, and, shit. Well. And I think when, when, how that applies to personal branding too, you know, is the fact that you kind of always have to position yourself as a specialist or an ex a a, a key domain expert in some field. In some field. Or one yeah. of our you know our listeners, Mike Yates, that's education tech. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I wouldn't go to anyone else but Mike to talk about the future of education. It would just be right. a waste of time if I tried to talk to anyone else because right. I know he's an expert. He's branding himself as an expert. Right. right. For you know, for 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 you, John, that's helping people discover their purpose, right? Yeah. Um, and, and for us, it's it's helping people get into tech, right? right? For me, the future of work. So it's like everyone has to position themselves. As a, as a specialist or a go-to expert in some sort of domain yeah. in order to, to be recognized. And I think what what often people are scared of when it comes to personal branding is like, am I pigeonholing myself into yeah, this? Right, 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 right. I, I feel as if I'm really dynamic. I, I, uh, I feel I'm as if, if, I feel as if that's like the normal. That's I, don't want, I don't want to just do this one thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Thing. But the thing about it is that if it's one thing that you're really, if it's a niche that one, no one else is doing, or you're really, really great and you're passionate about it, that one thing will open up so much opportunities for you. Yeah. Like engagements to press opportunities to investment opportunities. Yeah. You have to see that one thing as a vehicle for you to one do a live, live a fulfilling life and and do the work that you love. But yeah. you have to see it as you becoming an expert at something that people want to know you for, and you know you're great at. So you don't waste your time on everything else that you're great at, not great at, right? And I yeah. think. It, with that, with the saying of leading with your strengths, right? Yeah. You know, for me, I have strengths in technology. I have strengths. I I know everything about the future of work, <laughs> end to end. Yeah. And I'm always learning too, right? Like you, you, like that's that's what you. If you want to come to me about anything, come to me about the future of work. Yeah, and right. for me, yeah. a lot of my personal branding, which is more so me just being authentically me, yeah. has position around that because that's what I want people to know me for, right? Yeah. So you know, I encourage you all when y'all think about y'all's personal brand. Think about it. What do you want to be known for? Simple as that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so really quick, let me show love to our awesome community. Betty is saying imposter syndrome. Question around that. Mm. Am I too old to learn a code? When we consider upskilling, reskilling for the future of work, is tech learning an absolute or an option? John, what are your thoughts on that? Te- is, is, is she too old to what? Is she too old to learn a code? I mean, definitely not. Um <laughs> I I don't think I don't think you're ever too old to learn new yeah. skills, right? Um, it's just a matter of like, do you? What's your motivation for doing it, right? Like, I don't think you necessarily need a technical skill in a tech company, which is, I mean, that's the foundation of breaking a big tech, right? Like, I I think everybody believes that you need to be an engineer to break into a Facebook mm-hmm. or Amazon, and what like it's it's crazy. To, to you know, when you're on the inside, you realize like mm-hmm. there are every single type of role at a big tech company, just like there are at every other company. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if you want to, if you're if if you're great at sales, like stay in sales. It was interesting. Like I I, I posted this uh, YouTube video the other day about like uh, software engineering manager salaries being like half a million dollars at Facebook, wow. and Amazon, Google, whatever. And it's like, yeah, like salaries are really insane. And then Brendan commented, he was like, dude, like, I want to go into engineering. And it's like, you don't have to go into engineering, just go into something you really like. And if you want to get paid well, you can find that high paying job at a top tech company. It's just all a matter of positioning. So never too late to start. So true. You just got to know where you want to go and why. Mm. Yeah. So someone on our Facebook channel says, I think people are so ill-equipped to produce and be skillful in society that people feel that the time they spent and accomplishments they built up are no longer of value to them. I think that contributes to imposter syndrome, like John was alluding to. I also think people should be expressed to, to more variety younger 
and should get opportunities to specialize at a much younger age. I agree. I, mean, I agree. Media as po- as much as I possibly can. Great points. Great points. Yeah. Well, I think you know to kind of recap it really quick, y'all. We want y'all. If y'all are loving this episode, please share with your networks. Tag us your thoughts. You know, let your mom, let your dad, let your your your, your coworker know who's working from home as well. Yeah episode of the Unleashing the Future of Work series with John and Tim. So make sure to tag us and share this. But yeah, I think, you know, to really recap, you know, personal branding in today's day and age with everything going on with COVID and, you know, how the workforce is going to change long term for people who are in the workforce, but it's also going to be changing, I think, for for students as well, is that Mm -hmm. one, we need to start encouraging students to really embracing community, right? So giving them a support group at a young age uh, of like-minded people. Number two, you know, it's don't be afraid to to encourage specialization within your your kids, but also with yourself when it comes to building your personal brand, right? Like you being a specialist in marketing, sales, education, tech, the future of work, purpose, coaching like all of that is your niche and that can that can be a vehicle for you to go into other different um avenues in your life where where you can you know where you can have control of your career and not rely on one company right because we're not we're just not living in that type of future anymore you know combat imposter syndrome by realizing that you're more than enough and with intrinsic motivation and experimenting not being afraid to fail yeah to grow yeah, you know that that's probably the core foundation of where imposter syndrome comes from. Mm. It comes from a comparison culture. Yeah. So a belief that you are not capable or not enough comes from looking at society and the definition of success as being I need to be a billionaire and anything outside of being a billionaire, I'm going to be a failure. And that's why students think they don't have a lot to offer when it comes to content creation. They Mm. think they're not experts yet. They're withholding content creation until they get to the point where they're an expert, um, you know, or creating a personal brand. And so it's just that feeling of not being enough um, is, is like a cultural nuance. And when you drop yourself into a community or create community, then you can say, oh, I have a community of people who already believe I'm enough. So I guess that I can believe that I'm enough, right? It like breaks the cycle. And then you're like, well, we can all believe in each other. And how how empowering is that, right? And then you're like, well, shit, I don't need a job title to think that I'm enough. Um, And then I don't don't have to fear um, failure because I'm already enough, right? So like the foundational... um, piece of this is 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 people feeling like they're not enough because of the comparison culture we have i love that i love that tom is saying if you love what you do you're not as concerned of what others think imposter syndrome can also come from not doing what you love that helped me understand my passion and what i'm great at it has also helped me create a brand of growth mindset and learning mm. actively i love that man i love yeah, that i love that and the greater expertise you have in one area, you'll be able to see yourself fit in other industries, careers, and places with that expertise. That's right. True that. I That's agree. Right. That's right. You know, and you know, Betty is saying, man, this is awesome. Thank y'all. Shout out to y'all for sharing all of this amazing information. Yeah. You know, that said, y'all, thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode of Unleashing the Future of Work. If you are interested in pivoting into tech and, you know, within this current state of our pandemic, really finding yourself going for that fulfilling career that you love, check out our breakintobigtech.com course. Breakintobigtech.com is the website. Breakintobigtech is the name of the course. And our initial student cohort have loved the course. I mean, we've gotten amazing testimonials that you can check out on our breakintobigtech.com. Really help you understand how do you get a job in tech with a remote on-site with the top tech company of your dreams, both John and I have worked with some of the greatest companies in the world, from Microsoft to Facebook to Amazon, Google, you name it, we've been there. And we are really passionate about sharing this information and helping you ladder up to where you want to go in your tech career. And once again, this course is for people who are interested in not technical roles in tech. So think of yeah. product management, sales, Marketing, marketing, yeah. business analyst, things of yeah. that nature. 
John, yeah. any thoughts? No, that's it. We um we spend so much time in the cohort, you know. We, uh, <laughs> yeah, we we really we really love it. I mean, I think the students can really tell that it's it's our passion. You know, we love doing it. And um, it's interesting that there's just so many career coaches out there um, that see things from kind of a myopic perspective or that have not necessarily been in a role at a tech company. And so they'll be like a professional resume writer, but they've never been in a tech company. And so the yeah. only thing they do is focus on resumes and like they've been leveraging 25 years of writing the same type of resumes. And it's like yeah. the resume structure ladders up to the LinkedIn profile ladders up to how do I communicate my value mm. ladders up to if I'm communicating my value properly on my resume and my LinkedIn profile and I can, can articulate that on paper and succinctly, then I can also do that from the perspective of an interview. Yeah. Right. And so people, people don't know how to piece it all together. Um, but, but we've been in that trench. So we've been in the trenches. Yeah. 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 We, we've actually worked in tech, right? We, we yeah. live tech stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. With that said, thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode of the Unleashing the Future of Work live online series. Make sure to check out utfow.com, unleashingthefutureofwork.com, utfow.com. If you're interested in becoming a guest for future episodes or you're interested in sponsoring the series, and more importantly, if you're interested in breaking into big tech, make sure to check out breakintobigtech.com. As always, it's awesome talking with you all. If you love this episode, share with your network. Let your mom know. Let your dad know. Let your son know. And more importantly, let your coworker know that if they're interested in finding a fulfilling job in tech and they want to take their tech career to the next level, the BreakIntoBigTech.com course will help them do it. So definitely share this information with them. With that said, y'all, thank y'all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. The Unleashing a Future of Work community, and we'll see you this Thursday. Thanks, guys. We'll see you. <laughs>